Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 
Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6 on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platform which you can take with you anywhere. Free downloads for your smartphone or tablet. You can also check out our podcast there because our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Also, don't forget Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. And, of course, don't forget, as always, a reminder about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. This week, we feature Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports, who will be with us on the program tomorrow. But, again, double duty for Sean this week with us. We'll, we'll break down the Saints and, of course, their draft. Um, you know, the uh, we're anticipating to be a again um, a revive a revival of again their free agency period. Really good news yesterday. Obviously, again with Tyron Matthew signing for three years uh, with the Saints, uh, they still have some holes to fill. Uh, although, again, I can say right now, safety doesn't look like one of them. I mean, the secondary really looks again strong right now. When you look at again the corners, the depth. You look at again the uh, the uh, the depth now that you have, and, and the interchangeable parts within the safety position. Um, the the secondary looks like one of the strongest parts of the team. Uh, linebacker again, you'd love to see Quan Alexander back, right? I mean, that would be really to me that would be a boost. Yes, I mean maybe they want to see Pete Werner in, in, in that role, but man, to have a veteran like that next to Demario Davis, the way those guys have coexisted over the last few years, and if you're really trying to make a Super Bowl run here, remember. You know, the hardest thing in the NFL is to stay healthy. You're healthy maybe the first week of training camp, and then after that, forget about it, right? So it, it's, a, it's a war of attrition, trying to keep guys upright, trying to keep guys healthy and get, keep them on the field, and you never have too many good football players. So that would be nice to have him back. And then, of course, we've talked a lot over the last few months uh, about Jarvis Landry and, again, why we believe that, again, he would be the perfect fit for this team. Especially, again, with Michael Thomas coming off a two-year hiatus with injury. Uh, we don't know how he's going to come back. Is he going to be the same Michael Thomas or he's not? I mean, we hope he is, right? We hope he's going to be the same dominant player. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's off to a slow start. Maybe, again, again, he's going to be often injured for this point. We don't know. But, again, another veteran receiver, another guy with the same type of skill set as a Michael Thomas, meaning, again, a guy that can run the short routes, can get deep when, when necessary, but more importantly, a guy that catches the football and, and, again, catches the football in a crowd, something that Jameis Winston didn't have last year with, with again, his, um, his uh, big lot uh, receiving core. Look, I'm, there's nothing when you start talking about some of the other uh, players on, on this team, the wide receiver position, Hopefully, again, those guys got, got better in the offseason, um, you know, and, and, and learned from the opportunity uh, to be on, to have so much time on, on the field last year. So, again, you look at where they are right now, uh, bringing in a Chris Olave, who, again, is going to help. It should be an immediate impact. Uh, Callaway is going to be better. Hardy, I don't know how much you want to use him at wide receiver. You know, again, he's a kind of a specialist. I mean, you really need him uh, to be, again, your kick and punt returner. And, and uh, you know, a guy that could give you some spot duty in terms of the wide receiver position. Uh, but other than that, I mean, again, uh, who else did you have? I mean, you, you know, you could talk about, um, you know, uh, what, a little Jordan Humphrey last year. We could talk about, um, uh, you know, uh, Kevin White coming in. Uh, you know, Traquan Smith has re-signed. But, again, he's not been a guy that everybody thought he was. Be great blocking, blocker downfield. But, again, not, not really, again, the receiver we thought and often injured. So, the Saints, when you look at them right now, don't have a lot of holes. And, my, and again, Sean and I will break that down on, on, on Thursday for you. 
We'll also talk a little bit about the Pelicans. We're going to talk about the Pelicans today because Ali Cassell is going to join us on the program at 435. You know, where do they go from here? Uh, you look at, I mentioned this yesterday on the program, you know, when you start talking about the Pels, uh, roster spots available. Well, you can talk about the Zion Williamson extension, which would be great, but to me there's got to be some safeguards in there for the um, for, for the club. I mean, you can't just go ahead and, get, and you know just write this huge check to Zion and say, okay, kumbaya, everything's forgiven, come on in. First of all, are you going to be healthy? Can you stay healthy? Or are you going to keep your weight down? I mean, does basketball mean that much to you that, again, you can try to stay in shape continually, okay? Which means, again, look, it's hard. You live in New Orleans, Louisiana, and, um, you know, he's a young guy. In a lot of cases, you know, as a young guy, you get anything you want, you don't gain weight. Unfortunately, his body frame, he's, you know, he, he retains weight. He's a big dude. So he's got to get into a regiment where, again, he's taking care of his body, uh, watching what he's doing in terms of nutrition, and then, again, expanding his game. He's got to be more than a guy that can just score around the basket. I've talked about it before. Double-digit rebounder. He should, he, should fall out of his, he should fall out of his bed and get 20 and 10. But, again, that 20, that 20 that he's getting in scoring has to be a mid-range shot. You've got to be able, again, to step out and be able to shoot the shot. I'm not saying you've got to be a three-pointer. I'm talking about a mid-range guy. Look what Brandon Ingram has done with the mid-range. So, again, there's that. And then, again, when you look at the roster spots available, there's just not a lot. You know, I talked about Tony Snell yesterday. In the last year of his deal this year, so again, he's an unrestricted free agent. There's a spot for you. Garrett Temple's got two years left on his deal, $10 million, $5 million a year. The next year's uh, deal is a, play, is a team option, so really he's under a one-year deal. You could buy him out, move him up into the coaching staff. There's been at least rumors of that. You know you probably have a lottery pick coming in, and then you're probably going to want to at least bring one more veteran in down the line here. So, you know, whether that be a free agent or, again, via trade. But for the most part, this team is fairly set. Now, maybe, again, maybe you don't uh, like what Deontay Graham gave you for, what, uh, what $11 million a year? And maybe he's on the trading block. And you're trying to you know, maybe get better there. Kyra Lewis is going to be coming off of an injury. Uh, he's a smallish guard. has really not shown anything in his time here in New Orleans in a short period of time. But, you know, maybe there's a place for him on this team because I think they're going to be looking for a point guard in, in the draft. I mean, I think that's pretty much the direction they go unless they have one of these great players fall to them. Or they have an opportunity to be able to get in the top three, and then they choose what they want. You know, they can get another generational player there. It's a very good draft, a very good draft for the NBA, especially to be in the lottery. So, you know, the Pels are looking really good right now with an opportunity to be able to add a few more players that can help you. And, look, we could see this team moving to, and into maybe the sixth uh, overall seed or the fourth overall seed this next year. And then with an opportunity as they continue to grow, and these young players continue to get better that uh, we'll see this team, again, have a chance to be able to contend for a Western Conference championship and do, I dare say, an NBA championship. As long as Willie Green's in charge here, you've got to feel pretty good about it. You really do. And, again, the, the, the turnaround that Trajan Langan and especially David Griffin has made in terms of, uh, again, putting this team together where it looked like David Griffin was clueless for a couple years there. And finally, again, he rebounded. Look, I talked about it months ago, right? Now you're hearing it all over the NBA, the possibility of him being named executive of the year in the NBA based on what he's been able to do. He deserves it. Look, he deserved the criticism at the beginning of the season. Uh, he deserved the criticism at the end of last season. He deserved the criticism because, again, he, was, he had fallen out of trust with the, with the fan base and the media. But he has regained that trust now. He's regained that trust. Now, he might be standing back saying, you know what, okay, you were ripping me before, so, so now I'm supposed to be, you know, uh, be, all, be, all, be all happy with, with, again, the fact that you guys are all behind me now? No. It's a bottom-line business, and that's the way it is. 
Basketball, football, pro sports, bottom line business. What have you done for me lately? If you're not getting the job done, there are guys lined up to be able to take your place. And especially in a place like New Orleans, where, where again, they've been spoiled. People, the fans have been spoiled by winning when it comes to the Saints. People are not going to it's not, it's not the days like when I grew up where, again, you were happy to see Pistol Pete Maravich on the floor of, of, of the Superdome playing for the Jazz, and it didn't matter if the Jazz were a below 500 team. It's not when I grew up when, again, we were just happy to have the New Orleans Saints and, and, and professional football here. And, again, it was the lovable was until Jim Moore got here, okay? And, I mean, decades and decades of just losing, losing, and losing. And, yes, the, the people didn't like it, but people loved the Saints and, and, and supported them. There's a, new, there's a new era now when it comes to sports here in New Orleans. And when, it, when you talk about that new era, people are going to be demanding that, again, they want winners on the, on the field. And that, that goes for this new regime out in, uh, out in A-Line Drive when it comes to the football team. We have no idea what type of coach Dennis Allen's going to be. Hopefully he's going to be a guy that, again, can continue the legacy of what Sean Payton has built. But, look, I said it when Sean Payton walked away. Sean Payton's walking away because if he felt like this was a team, he was going to be able to have to turn this thing around very, very quickly, and he had a championship quarterback, that he would still be here. Here the end. Instead, flirtation with Miami. You know, this, this now he's going to be on, on the set of Fox. Uh, we keep waiting to hear if he's going to go to Dallas. You know, it is what it is. Look, from, at this point, and I told you guys this, when Peyton walked away, thank you very much for resurrecting this, this franchise. We appreciate the Super Bowl. Again, but, but again, we've left too many on the table. That, that oh, This should have been a team with a, with a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback and the genius of Sean Payton and the teams that they had. This should have been a multiple Super Bowl winning, winning program, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. That's just telling the truth. But the bottom line is, there is a legacy of winning here. And, and people now have bought into that. That's why the Dome is full. That's why the arena was full for the, um, for the playoffs. Because people want to support a winner in this team now. In this town now. And if the team's not winning, people are not going to support it. And that's just the way it is. We'll go back to, again, you know, trying to be able to sell games out. So hopefully that, that is sustainable. And hopefully, again, Mrs. Benson is going to be the leader here that, again, will push that on both the basketball and football side. But, again, unknowns. We didn't know what Willie Green was going to be. Nobody had any idea Willie Green was going to be as good as he was. No, nobody. There's nobody, okay? They, they can say they thought he would be, but there's nobody thought, he, again, he could change the culture so quickly after, again, three coaches in three years uh, and, and ready to blow this thing up once again. You know, the three rookies, what they meant to, meant to to the Pelicans. I mean, and look, this is a big draft for the Saints. You know, I've said it before. What they're doing right now is something that's not sustainable. You can't continue to give up five picks for one player unless it's a quarterback. You can't continue, again, to, to, to not participate in the meat of the draft where you find guys that, again, fill out your roster between the second and fourth round. You can't do it. You can't do it. They did it this year. Maybe they got away with it. Maybe they didn't. We have no idea how good these rookies are going to be. We hope they're going to be able to transition and be part of this team going forward. You know, but I'm telling you right now, this team is also counting on this, uh, this salary cap expansion in the next two years. But, look, this, to me, the Pels are on a trajectory that, that they're on the right track right now. Again, for a while there, they weren't, but they are. The Saints, it's unknown, but we know that they have uh, a, a legitimate team that is not that far away from, from, from a Super Bowl, depending, again, first of all, injuries, a little bit of luck, right? What you've done to fill those holes in this offseason, there's still some holes there. Running back, wide receiver for sure, okay? Um, and then, of course, how far can Jameis Winston take you? Is he the guy? Has he learned from Sean Payton? Has he learned from Drew Brees? Is he going to be the guy we saw in the first seven games last year? So there's a lot of question marks there uh, when, when it comes to, to the New Orleans Saints. And, and, you know, but at the same time, 
if they can make a few free agency moves here, to be able to fill a few of those, a few of those holes, uh, and it doesn't have to be the LSU guy. Just give me a legitimate wide receiver that can catch the ball in traffic that, that ultimately we know is going to show up to work every week, every day with his lunch pail and, 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 and going to be a, a physical receiver that can, that can play. That's all I want to see. I want to see a running back that, that, that has the opportunity. And if it's a Mark Ingram-style guy, then it's a Mark Ingram-style guy. If it's a guy that, again, that, that mirrors what, what Alvin Kamara can do, and not many can do that, but, again, a guy that catches the ball in the backfield, that can run uh, inside, outside, well, that's great too. But they need that guy. Because we don't know what's going to happen with Kamara in, ter- in terms of his um, in, in terms of his court case, so we'll, you know we'll figure that out down the line here. But so the, there are some pieces that are that are needed yet, but yet we have some time. Uh, and then of course for the first time in, in at least two years, the Saints are going to have OTAs in minicamp. You know, uh, Sean Payton decided not to do that. That's when you kind of got the feeling that Sean was was in a position where he was kind of checking out a bit, right? Well, look, he'll be doing his thing on Fox. My hope is that he gets back to the, the playing field very very quickly. I want to see the Saints get multiple first-round picks for them, many picks as they can get, and then be able to continue to help rebuild this team. But, again, this is a draft because, again, you have so, uh, you have so little uh, opportunities in terms of, again, picks to be able to come home uh, and, and to be able to work out an A-line drive. You know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But, again, you, you, if you're looking at it, Obviously, Penny's got to be a guy that can that can come in and be a plug-and-play guy. Is he? I've heard some people say that he is. I've heard some people say he's not. Olave looks like the real deal. And, of course, we'll see how, we'll see how that plays out. This kid, Taylor, looks like, he, again, when you're a sub-340 and, and, and you've, you've played a position in four years in the SEC, you, you, you ought to be in a position where, again, you, you can translate that to the NFL. But who knows? Is he a safety? Is he a corner? We won't know that until they get into camp. And then, of course, can they find one of those diamonds in the rough, one of those undrafted free agents they seem to do every single year? And, of course, I give Sean Payton a lot of that credit. Sean Payton came in, and it didn't matter whether you were drafted in the first round, second round, third round, didn't matter where you were drafted. If ultimately an undrafted free agent beats you out, he beats you out. And that sent the message to agents all over the uh, all over the NFL community to say, if my guy's not drafted and I want to have a chance for that guy to get a paycheck and to be able to pay dividends not just for me, for him and his family, I got a better shot of doing that with the New Orleans Saints because they're going to give me a shot to get my guy on the field. My guy's going to have a chance to play. It, okay, so there's an even playing field here. So there's always a few players that come out of those, you know, undrafted free agent ranks that, that come in and you say to yourself, Wow, during, during preseason, wow, that guy looks good. Well, that guy looks good in camp. And then all of a sudden the guy makes the team. And maybe, again, the way they're making the team is this free agency. Maybe, again, a guy flashes at his particular position. But, again, the even playing field allows those guys to be able to come in and have a legitimate shot at making a team. So we'll see how this plays out with the New Orleans Saints. We'll see how it plays out with the New Orleans Pelicans. But I like the trajectory on both. But there are unknowns. Can't, can't, can't say they're not unknowns here. And they're more knowns than, again, than we've had in a long time, especially on the Saints side. I think on the Pelicans side, we got a lot of questions answered now. you got about two roster spots that are open, and that's it. You know, and then the rest of it comes down to, again, what a guy's going to do in the offseason. And we've heard already from Willie Green that guys have already committed to be here in New Orleans in the offseason working out. Well, again, that, that's better than what we've seen in the past where guys scatter all over the country, and then you got to kind of pull them together. Look, a lot of this starts with Zion. There's no doubt about it. You know, but but I'm saying it right now, and I said it before. This 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 franchise, when you talk about the Pels, is bigger than one player now. You know, they can walk away from Zion tomorrow and be okay. 
They really could. They could use Zion like they used Anthony Davis, uh, like they used Chris Paul to restock this roster, and especially the Anthony Davis situation. Uh, you know, between Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, they're set up with, with number one picks uh, well, leading into a, with another three years or so. You know, augment that with more picks, with more players, so that you're constantly, again, refilling this roster. You'd hate to lose a generational talent, but and I know he wants to be here, but now that I know he wants to be here and he wants to sign the contract, I want more. I want to see a Zion Williamson that, again, can, can be uh, the type of player that is a generational player. Generational players get better every offseason. Look at, look at Bird. Look at, um, look at Magic. Look at Jordan, just again, in, from, from that realm. Uh, look, look, at, look at Durant, again, who, when he came into the league, what he could do and what he can't do. He's a much better shooter now than he ever was. You know, same thing can, say, can be said uh, for, 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 for Curry. You know, Curry couldn't get all, you know, Curry comes in and he's a one-dimensional player. Curry's one of the best players in the league now. They got better in their offseason. Curry was an often injured player, just like Zion in the beginning. Okay? Joel Embiid, constantly injured. He's one of the most, he's one of the most dominant player in the NBA right now. But again, you've got to put the work in the offseason. And hopefully, again, we'll see that from Zion. So when you look at the state of professional sports in New Orleans right now, there are some unknowns with the Saints, but you feel pretty good about what they got. And, and you maybe have thought that you would have got a little bit more in, in, in the, um, the draft. But now, Saints have 19, a little, I wouldn't say 19, it's about $17 million to spend. So spend it. Spend it. What are you waiting for? You know in two years that the, that the, um, the salary cap's going up, and you rob Peter to pay Paul anyway. You know, the worst thing that would happen to this team is, again, if they get frugal down the line here and want to hold on to the money to be able to, again, use for next year. And I realize they borrowed a lot of that money from next year. And then you have a legitimate ch- chance of really getting to a Super Bowl in a weak NFC, in a weak NFC. And you don't do what's necessary. You don't sign a Jarvis Landry. You don't sign another veteran wide receiver. You don't sign a veteran running back right now because you decided, that, again, you didn't want to get one in, 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 the, uh, in the draft. Those decisions have to be made, and again, that's got to be made before training camp. Really, honestly, through OTAs, because you want these guys in the building now. So we'll see how it kind of plays out going forward. But overall, you got to be happy with, again with these last couple of weeks of sports here in New Orleans. I mean, again, the Pels run, uh, the, the 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 draft now with the Saints. Uh, the, uh, again, we're going to turn the page and have another draft with, with the Pelicans. And then, of course, it's off season, And then we're into this before you know we're in the season. Saints in August. And then uh, the, the Pels in October. So it's not that far away uh, once again. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, also, we're going to have Jeff Duncan on the program today. He's going to join us at 535. We'll talk Saints and Pelicans with him. If we have a chance, we'll touch on LSU as well. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Well, I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you are living in the city, if you're living in the metropolitan area, and you don't have a generator in your home, uh, you know, in, uh, for, for your home or your business, uh, you're rolling the dice every single day. It just is what it is, uh, especially with so many people working at home right now. Uh, you know, still today, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, over, over the weekend at Jazz Fest, and again, he's been um, in, in um, he's been in IT for his whole life, and of course, um, you know, talking about that the fact that most most jobs now, again, they, they're going maybe in one day a week maybe two days a week. They, they've changed, again, how the offices look because now you have to be more spread out. Things are different. Things are changing. And if you're working from home, you got to be able to make sure the power stays on, right? Well, the only way you can do that, because you can't count on energy, is to be able to have a generator. And if you have a business, to be able to keep the doors open and, and to be able to keep business operating, well, in this town, come on. You, you have to have a generator. So if you're looking for a generator, generators are available right now from Burkhardt. 
That's right. Burkhardt will we'll sit down with you, probably Jason Burkhardt, John's son, who's in charge of generator sales and service. He'll probably come to your home, your business, sit down, do a consultation with you. Find out what you're looking for in terms of generator to, to again, power up your home or business when the electricity goes out. Then they'll, they'll set you on a calendar for a single-day install. That's right, single-day install. Financing is available for generators. You can pay that over time if you'd like. You want to pay it up front? No problem. But you can pay that over time. And then you get the new install quality check after one month. They'll come out after a month. Make sure that you're happy uh, with, with, again, the install. Make sure, again, you understand how to operate the system. And then the 24-7, 365 emergency service, if you ever need it, it's there for you. Warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. And then, of course, technicians that, that again, that all they do, that's just their job, that's their division, is put generators in. And, of course, again, certified, doing the continuing education. And then more importantly, one thing I can say about Burkhardt, putting, installing that generator where it needs to be so it's up to code. So many people, after item, found out, again, that their, their, their generator company did not put the generator where it was supposed to do, where it was supposed to be, and they had carbon monoxide poisoning in their homes. Again, they couldn't utilize their generator. Burkhardt follows all the rules. Generator sales and service is Burkhardt. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. All right, we'll be right back with Ali Cassell, the bird rights. We'll jump into, um, we'll jump into that. And the 5 o'clock hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about crime in the city. Uh, and also we'll get back to the Saints. And, and I want to talk about LSU as well and the Pels. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Derek Asher. We'll be right back with Ali Cassell. Remember, 535 Jeff Duncan. Don't go anywhere. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. DQ presents Picture This. You stand before the new signature stack burger menu at DQ. Five cheeseburgers with 100% real seasoned beef, like the loaded A1 stack burger. And your mouth wonders, where have you been all my life? DQ. Happy tastes good. Delays are heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway as delays stretch from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit and delays pick back up if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway with delays stretching from Terry Parkway to Lafayette Street and then delays pick back up from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Delays are solid on 10 eastbound from Clearview to just before Bonneville with delays picking back up from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise on 10 eastbound. 10 westbound delays are steady from Orleans to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from City Park to just before the airport. If you're traveling on the 610 going westbound, delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. And look out for accidents, Chef at Michoud, also St. Charles Avenue at Pine. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 
467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm -hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com and the Fox 8 will join us at 535 this afternoon. Joining us now from the Bird Rights, been with us each and every week throughout the entire year, and we do this continuously because, again, on this program, we've talked – we're not Johnny come late, lately so on Pelican basketball. We've been talking Pelican basketball since, again, it was the Hornets when they first came to New Orleans, uh, you know, 20 years ago. So, And it's something we'll continue to do, uh, whether, again, it's they're, they're winning or losing. We're always going to be talking Pelicans. Uh, and, of course, um, I feel like – Adi Cassell is one of the most versed individuals in the media here in the city when it comes to Pelican basketball. I think his sight is second to none. Uh, and uh, I think he's had great insight uh, and information on the team. It's one of the reasons why we try to have him each and every week on this program. And he joins us now as we get ready to get into the offseason for the Pels. Ali, what a ride, huh? Thank you for having me, Eric. Yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, I feel nice and relaxed now that we don't have yeah. any more games to cover. Yeah. But it, but you know what? It's funny because um, it's almost like as you know we we watch these games all year long, right? So I mean, and, the, and there's there's 82 of them. So and, and I've seen all 82 like you. So there's a, there's a void, right? All of a sudden again, they're not there anymore. <laughs> and uh, you no, know, and, and yeah, especially right. when they're when they're playing well, like they were toward the end, you don't want it to end. No, exactly. I, I do miss them. I it just said I was just kind of laughing because I've been able to tackle so many chores around the house the last couple of days yeah. without having, of course, the Pelicans hanging over my head. So 
the wife is happy and the dogs are happy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. But again, it's it, look, it's 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 a quick turnaround here because again, the draft is in in, in about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have the um, we'll figure out what's going on there. When you look back on this, just give us your synopsis of the season. I mean, gonna look. I know what it is from my perspective, but take it from uh, look because this was a yo-yo season. I mean, I'll go back to the beginning of the season. We, you and I were talking about David Griffin. I mean, dead vice president, president of basketball operations, walking. There's no way this guy was going to make maybe uh, the, the all-star break, much less the end of the season. And he's up for probably executive of the year now. Nobody thought, thought Willie Green would be able to do what Willie Green was able to do when he came to New Orleans. And, of course, all this done without Zion, which, again, nobody thought was possible. Exactly, Eric. And so we'll just start off with a grade because that's easy for people to understand. And I'll tell you what, you've got to give this season an A+. plus Because you've already mentioned a few of the things. But look, last summer, if people remember, going back to it, the goal was for this franchise to make the playoffs. You were hoping for a minimum of the playing, but a lot of people, let's face it, wanted to see the playoffs. Well, considering how the season started, right, Zion Williamson news breaking on media day. Um, and then, of course, that first quarter of the season, they were second to last in the Western Conference, right, after starting 3-16. and 16. And everybody wrote them off. We wrote them off, right? You, myself, everybody, national media, you name it. But then they turned it around. They became one of four teams, right, to reach the postseason after such a terrible start. And so they closed over 500. Then they won both of their playing tournament games. And, of course, they gave the Suns a fairly good challenge, right? They, they were never blown out in any of the matchups. They really legitimately could have gone to a game seven, had just a few things worked out a little bit differently. And you've got to call that a super successful season when you don't have the face of the franchise, when it feels like almost, if not every single play on the roster improved, you nailed your rookie head coach, all David Griffin's uh, offseason moves, plus that C.J. McCollum trade all worked out. So how is it? I I just don't see how you can't give it an A+. right? It's mind-boggling, right, the turnaround. Never seen anything like it. It really is. And, you know, the growth of, of, of obviously, of Brandon Ingram helped a lot. The, bringing in three mm-hmm. rookies that, again, played like veterans, which was – I'm going to tell you right now, it, I, I go back to this. You know, Jose Alvarado, I'm thinking to myself, that's the way this guy's making the club. He's going to be down in Birmingham. You know, maybe he comes up, you know, whether it's an injury or not. Never foresaw what, what ultimately the type of player he would be. You know, the same thing with Herb Jones. I thought Herb Jones was going to be the face – of the Birmingham team, okay? And I thought Murphy would be the guy that would be here and would have a chance to, to be able to kind of, you know, uh, be, be the rookie that would be out front. Uh, but, but the three of those guys combined by the end of the season, I mean, they, they were as good as – I mean, they, they were pretty much starters for this team in, 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 some, in some cases. If not, they were first off the bench. They, they were ma- major contributors to why, again, you saw the turnaround. Exactly. And, look, Eric, I, I call it the best draft class from 2021, hands down. And that came at picks number 17, 35, and an undrafted guy that became at first a two-way contract, right, in Jose Alvarado. And whether it's the eye test, whether it's, you know, fellow competitor across the NBA, there's nothing but glowing positives for these three players. And, and my favorite, honestly, is you look at wins above replacement. It's a nice stat that measures a lot of things. Well, the Pelicans, all three guys, they finished in the top ten in the regular season, and they continued to shine in the postseason, as you mentioned. They got a lot of minutes, and they deserved every single one of them, if not more. So, yeah, Eric, this is a game changer. This is what David Griffin had hoped to do a couple years ago, right, when he drafted Zion Williamson and also added Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Didi Lozada. Well, only one of them so far has really panned out. 
this rookie class, all three of them panned out this year, and you have a lot of hope that they're going to be able to continue to do this, right? Because they, they're not relying on just a single three-point shot or, or some one skill, right? Herb Jones brings all NBA defense. You can't see that changing. Um, same thing with Jose Alvarado. He plays with a tenacity so few in this league that you feel like he's cemented his role, right? And then, of course, Trey Murphy, he is the one that could possibly break out more so, right? He has the highest ceiling because he has that height, the athleticism to go along with that shot. And yet he was a guy that took the longest to get going. But like I said, all three of them shined. By the end of the season, they're playing all those important minutes. So, yeah, as easily as I said, an A-plus for the Pelicans on their season. You've got to give this draft class an A-plus, followed by infinity amount of pluses in my book. Let's talk about what what's next for this team, and especially, again, when you talk about the offseason for the players. Obviously, the rookies have to work on some things. Look, Jackson Hayes has got – look, he's, he's got to feel like a little fire has got to be lit under him now. We're seeing the way those three rookies came in and played. And Zion has got to be in, get himself in shape, keep himself in shape. He's got to get on a, you know, he got to got to change the way he eats, etc. His nutrition, but more importantly, he's got to expand his game. We told you and I talked about this at the end of last season when he got, but again he was injured. But he's got to come back and and have a mid range shot. He's got to be a double digit rebounder every night because this is a different team now. Everything's not going to revolve about around Zion in the middle getting the ball in the black hole and then whatever he does with it. This team will continue to thrive. They continue to play. The same type of basketball they did this season with again cj mccollum brandon ingram and and of course that third piece you know being valentunas now you bring in a zion uh you know there's only one ball so you got to be able to share the basketball and you got to be able to again do other things than just maybe just the one thing that you do very very well for him it is incredible around the basket he's got to expand that game yeah zion williamson no longer has to save this franchise that's what everybody thought, and probably rightfully so, after seeing these last two previous seasons, his rookie year, and of course last year under Stan Van Gundy, to where you just felt like there was the, the roster was basically devoid of talent, and he was the one shining example, along with maybe Brandon Ingram and several young guys you had a little bit of promise in. But no, that's no longer the case, and you're right. He's now got to fit himself into this group that played above 500 ball that looks like they should be a playoff contender, even without Zion. So while nobody's asking him to completely fill a role, there's no doubt he's got to expand his game. And I will say this. I remember him talking about how he had worked mightily hard on his mid-range game um, during the summer before he broke his leg, and he was hoping to show that off. I remember him saying it on Sirius NBA Radio. He told us a little bit about it on media day. So hopefully that's still in the works. Right, That's part of the plan. I've watched him in practices before the season shut down over the last two months, once he returned from Portland. And he was working on his shots, right? Pull-up uh, mid-range type of game. And it didn't look half bad. There are some days he looked really good. Other days, of course, was still rough sledding. But you're right, Eric. He's got to expand his game to where I feel like not only does he have to have a shot, I want to see him bring it defensively. I would love for this Absolutely. team to be able to see Duke Zion. Uh, and by that, I mean he was a terror on both ends of the court. We haven't seen that yet in the NBA largely. Uh, I'm hoping that losing the weight, honestly, getting his conditioning at the perfect to, to you know, at least to the right level, is going to help uh, unveil that part of his game that's been missing so far in the NBA. Because boy, this this team needs that defense. Yeah. It's great that they've got Herb Jones, Jose, and a few other guys, but they still need more, right? Especially at the big positions. Jackson mm-hmm. hasn't panned out. Jonas is really more an offensive geared player, 
and yes. they, they're just missing, right? That shot blocker, another big body that is going to put some fear in the opponents. Let's talk about possible um, openings on the roster. Um, Tony Stell's in the last year of his deal. You've got rumors out there right now that Garrett Temple, who has uh, $5 million this year and then a team option next year, that, again, he may retire and move in, 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 into the coaching staff. Um, then you've got, obviously, again, you've got a lottery pick. Uh, and um, when you look at, the, at this at this roster right now, do you see any other openings besides maybe those two? I mean, is there a move where, where you move off of, Delon- of Devontae Graham, or does he stick around? What's the deal with Kyra Lewis going forward? Um, how many roster spots do you think will be open, and how do you think they fill them? Yeah, they've got to open some up, because currently they've got 14 guys under contract. I'm really hoping that Garrett Temple is asked to move to the coaching ranks or whatever else he wants to do, but not to be on the basketball court because I think this team grew up a lot faster than David Griffin in the front office envisioned. And honestly, his veteran uh, leadership did help in the early goings. I remember Herb Jones and everybody else gushing about how much they learned from him quickly. And especially on talking, on how to talk to referees. I think that's a big key. But for the most part, I think Garrett's given about all he's going to give, right? Especially in a player's uniform. So that would be great. They're desperate for a roster, or excuse me, yeah, for a roster spot. Space and Temple moving the coaching ranks where they just pay him out. That would be great. If not, then you're going to be pressed to make some hard decisions. And I think honestly, the first one that comes to mind is Jackson Hayes. Right, he's going to be uh, presented, or he'll be available for to sign an extension this summer. You know, he's entering, going to be entering his final year. And most third year guy guys in, in the four, uh, third year of their four year rookie contracts, they address this now. So what will he be asking for? And I'm just wondering if it's anything really over $12 million, do you want to sign him to it? Because he hasn't proven himself, I think, worthy of it. On top of that, he's playing the four. That's his best position. That's Zion Williamson's position. So if Zion's sticking around, it doesn't make much sense to be spending a lot of money on guys. It's probably not going to get a lot of minutes behind him. So that's the number one question. I think he would just be better fit somewhere else. That's where the Pelicans, they could address several needs. But you're right, Devontae Graham's another one you've got to circle. Even though he didn't get a chance to play with Zion, let's face it, he had more than enough opportunity to um, shoot that three ball and shoot open shots. And he just, ever since December, Eric, the consistency wasn't there. And he wasn't providing anything else on the court. And with the emergence of Jose Alvarado, and I still have faith in Kyra Lewis. I think I'd rather gamble on Kyra than I would Devontae. So that, again, is another place I think they can open up their roster. So, yeah, Garrett Temple, Jackson Hayes, and Devontae Graham are three that I've circled. Talk about the, the Lakers pick at this point. Um, again, what, what, are, what are the conditions now for the, for the Pelicans to move forward with that pick? Right, so they're going to hold the uh, draft lottery in a couple weeks' time, and that's when we'll find out. Do the Pelicans have the pick, and if so, where is it going to end up? I mean, look, it's almost a certainty they're going to wind up with it, right? 99.6% chance. The only way the Pelicans don't get it is if they get knocked back by several teams jumping ahead of them, moving them into 11th, and therefore it wouldn't convey to them, but rather Memphis. So, like I said, that's incredibly unlikely. So you've got to think, they're going to end up with a top-10 pick. The question is, where is it going to, where is it going to end up? And so I love the odds of landing in a top four, 26% chance. I mean, so it's one in four. You're going to have a shot at probably Chet Lahongrim, uh, Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, or whoever else you favor. Um, some like um, Bancaro from Duke. I'm not on his bandwagon. 
But either way, it's a valuable piece. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, if they have an opportunity to move up and say they could grab a Jabari Smith, I would strongly consider on keeping that pick because I think Mm -hmm. that he could fit alongside Zion Williamson. I could envision kind of a death lineup. But if it's somebody else, then maybe you want to package that pick up, right, to improve yourself, and then you can also move off a a contract or two, as we just talked about. Is point guard the biggest need for this team? I don't think so, Eric. I've had so many people ask me this over the last week, and I just think that today's NBA, you can have capable ball handlers, decision makers at really any position. I mean, look what Nikola Jokic does for Denver. Look how Boston goes through Tatum and Brown. And I envision the same thing with the Pelicans. I feel we saw enough from Point Zion, so I'm comfortable that he can be given a good deal of the offense. We know that C.J. McCollum can. Brandon Ingram looks like he's there. And this Pelicans team played their best basketball when they really adhered to Willie Green's point five, And we saw that, I feel like, in the middle of the season before C.J. got mm-hmm. here. That's when, honestly, Brandon Ingram, even though he was the only star out there, he was still finding his shots because it came within that flow of the offense. So I think they've got something here that works. So by adding you know, a point guard, that's obviously they're going to have to knock somebody out of that starting lineup. And then on top of that, I think that would add weaknesses to your team because I feel like it's a very well-rounded starting lineup as it is going into next right. season on paper. So, Eric, I don't see a fit for a point guard. If, if you want to get one maybe coming off the bench, right, for when guys are hurt and you really need a floor general, then that's completely understandable. But as for a starter, no. I don't think you need to pursue one. C.J. McConnell's got two years left on his deal. I keep reading about people wanting to extend him. Uh, is, is that the right thing to do in your mind, or again, wait till this season is over, then talk about an extension? I prefer they wait, but they may not have a choice in the matter, right? C.J., the way he's lauded the organization, having picked them, maybe there's an agreement already in place that he's going to finish out his career here or at least get a next contract especially if things looked like they were working. And to me, it sure looked like he worked alongside Brandon Ingram. Now, of course, there's that Zion question, but look, CJ's used to playing either the main role, the lead role uh, out there with five guys or being, you know, second fiddle, right, as he was to Damian Lillard. So I don't think he'll have any issues fitting in on regardless of the rotations out there. And I think they truly need a lead guard. And at this point, who are you going to go get? I really think that CJ... I know he doesn't bring the defense, Eric, but his leadership combined with just that being that three-level score and having yeah. that experience is did wonders for B.I., and I think it will do wonders for Zion. So I, I would prefer they keep him. And in that case, you got to go ahead and probably pony up and sign that extension, even though, like you, I, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing you would also want to see a year first with Zion, see how the team plays out yep. before you extend him. But I don't think well, like that. that, that and the fact that he's got two years left. I mean, again, and, and, and you could you could wait a year and extend him. The guy I think you really have to worry about extending right now is Larry Nance, who's in the last year of his deal at nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, nine nine point six. So to me, I want to make sure I got him in the fold for a few more years, and then you could get back to CJ. Yeah, it makes sense because boy, the Pelicans' books have gotten expensive quickly. Yes, and once Zion's off his rookie deal, well, Eric, they're they're going to be above the tax unless they lose mm-hmm. somebody here. But but so she I, said yeah, she would pay the tax if they if they were in, in contention for a championship. And you would figure by that time they should be in contention for a championship. Right. The question though is how much you want to go over, right? Right. We know that with each dollar you go over, it, it doesn't count the same against you. So it would be a really stiff penalty the way it looks now. But I, you're right. That, that's kind of a bridge to cross to soon or to, to cross right now. 
But you're right. They got to hammer out Larry Nance without a doubt. He fit. He wants to be here. And don't let him enter his final year of his deal. Just go ahead and sign and wrap him up now. I think you can give exactly. him up to, I think, another two years at about $20 million. And that mm-hmm. sounds very reasonable to me. I'm with you. And, again, because you want to keep the, the veteran core together. You want to keep this core together. This work, works so well. A um, friend of mine texts me, says he'd like to see a 6'3 uh, shooting guard. How do you feel about that? Which 6'3 shooting guard? <laughs> you choose all depends, one. How's right? that? I'm sorry, say that again, Eric. I said you choose one. I mean, he, he says he thinks his pals need a 6'3 shooting guard. Do you well, agree? They, to me, they've already got one in CJ, right? Okay. So I, I personally like Jose Alvarado spending 25 minutes a game out there. So in a lot of those minutes, CJ can be that two guard. Um, if they could have a chance to grab Jaden Ivey, he's a 6'3 guy. But otherwise, it, it's just hard to pick and choose. Even yeah. though the Pelicans are more desirable now, there, there isn't going to be too many names out there. And look oh. at how many times they struck out right. last offseason. Right? They couldn't even yeah. get probably Tim Hardaway out of uh, uh, Dallas last year. So I, I don't have too many hopes on free agents. And besides, you're not even going to be a legitimate free agent player. Let's get back to that. Pelicans are going to be yeah. over the cap. So all they're going to have to be able to use is their ex- uh, exceptions. And considering they're going to be right there close to that taxpayer, I'm not sure they'll even have the full mid-level to use of it's just over ten million. It's probably be, going to be closer to about six or seven. They're going to be able to spend. So that's not going to attract anybody that's going to be worth thirty minutes a game at, 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 at shooting guard. This is the kind of information you get at the bird rights all the time. Ali, tell us about the bird rights. Tell us about uh, how folks can follow you on social media. What you guys got coming up? Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nations, uh, the bird rights, as you just spelled out, www.thebirdrights.com, and. Right now, we're re- revisiting this season. We just closed it out with an article today on the grade we gave on the season. I just mentioned A+. plus. We're also going to now touch on the draft, um, this draft class from this past summer, and then focus, of course, on the upcoming one, who we would like to see Falcons pursue, depending on where they end up in the lottery. And, of course, other offseason moves, as you and I touched on as well today. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to our conversation every, every week. We'll do it again next week. Have a, have a great week. Uh, hopefully, again, get out there and enjoy a little jazz fest. Absolutely. You do the same, Eric, and everybody out there. You got it. Thanks, Ali. I like to sell the bird rights with us. Hey, don't forget about Burkhart. You know, I talk all the time about um, you have emergency service. I talk about the, the generators. But, you know, again, tune-ups, okay? Tune-ups are about peace of mind. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. In one year, your heating and air conditioning system can run for as many as 2,000 hours. These annual precision tune-ups that Burkhardt can give you will extend the life of your system. And then by identifying the problems within your system, can, can have, you, can, you can go from uh, keep it from going from small repairs to major breakdowns. If you're looking, to, again, to have your system tuned up, uh, again, call my friends at Burkhardt. Remember, the tune-up will help you again with your warranty. Warranties require routine maintenance. Uh, their multi-point inspection is performed by, again, a, uh, by, a, by uh, again uh, Nate certified technicians. It's Burkhart when it comes to tuning up your air conditioning system. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. 
At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Spilled your milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Bounty, the quicker picker upper. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. If you owe the IRS back taxes, get ready to pay up. The IRS has an army of tax collectors to track you down. They are relentless. Don't wait until it's too late. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief. Optima works to stop the aggressive collection actions and fights to get you the best deal possible. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. All right, folks, want to thank Ali Gassel, the Bird Rights, for joining us in the program. Remember, Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, Fox 8 will be our guest in the second hour. That'll happen about 530. We'll talk a little bit about crime in the city. I'll determine out the 5 o'clock hour. And then, of course, Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports joining me on the award-winning Inside the Wall Sports. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. 
your station for prep sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. Why says that I'm a glutton? for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opera. Inside New Orleans. 
Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6 each and every weekday afternoon right here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platform to take the show with you anywhere. And, of course, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is available everywhere. Anchor is our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. Uh, Sean Vazan joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. That's his Thursday at 1, live broadcast on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page. And then come the rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE-TV, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLA-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at Pelicans, on Pelican Sports Television. And, of course, always at ericasher.com, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page. Always on our social media platforms as well. Um, Jeff Duncan going to join us at around uh, 5.35 this afternoon. We'll pick up Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelican. Song. By the way, Tulane UNO, uh, Pelican Cup tonight, uh, right here on 106.1 FM. Uh, pre-game 6.15, first pitch 6.30, uh, right here on uh, 106.1 FM. So check it out uh, if you're looking for, to check out the Tulane UNO baseball game tonight. Do want to shift from sports as we do often do on this program to talk about what's happening in our city and look it's been a it's been really a, a rejuvenation um, post pandemic. Uh, it felt so good to be out at the fairgrounds for the Jazz Fest this past weekend. Um, you know, my wife and my daughter were able to go to French Quarter Fest the week before, and of course they came back home with just you know my daughter lives in Chicago now, right? Just loves the city. Can't wait to get back home. She's a NOLA girl, as my as my other daughter lives in Nashville. You know, they just love coming back home. They, you know, they hate the fact they don't live in New Orleans anymore. Um, and, you know, I mean, I want to see them back. But in order for them to come back, we've got to be able to generate jobs uh, in this town. And, again, you know, high-paying jobs, you know, that, uh, you know, when, you know, you go and get your degree, that you, you could stay home and, again, utilize that degree. In a lot of cases, uh, we just don't have that. And, you know, I've talked about it for a long time. I just feel like my generation really kind of let, well, kind of let, the, let, let you know, the generations that are coming after us down because it was our time and we didn't do anything. We, we stayed in neutral in a lot of cases. And, and, and in some cases, reverse, when you talk about, again, the natural disasters that we've had to deal with, the man-made disasters we've had to deal with, which, again, has also retarded the progress of our city. Frustrating. But the one thing we can hang our hat on is, again, we know how to have a good time and, and we know how to put on a party. And unfortunately for this city, um, you know, instead of having Fortune 500 companies that are domiciled in the city, instead of having the ability to be able to have our children stay home and, and, and to be able to, again, um, 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 gain, gain wealth that, that, that can be passed on from generation to generation by working here in, in, in the city of New Orleans, in the metropolitan area, or again in the state, they have to go elsewhere. And it's frustrating. But we know how to throw a party. And we do it well. And, and, and tourism has become the bedrock of, of, of our economy now. And, and it's unfortunate because it wasn't like that for a long time. You know, I've talked about it on this program a lot. You know, we, won, we were once again um, um, uh, a, a site for international banking. We're headquarters for international banking. Now condos. You know, the banks in this town now have become condos and hotels, boutique hotels. You know, the Fortune 500 companies used to line, um, used to line um, Porter Street. They're, they're not there anymore. Okay, I mean, how many times have the buildings changed names now? Uh, you know, now they're again becoming condos, condominiums. Um, we've really become more reliant on, on, on tourism in order to be able to, you know, survive as a city. 
And look, the last thing anybody wanted, at least most of us, myself was, is one of the things I fought for when we come back, we came back from Katrina was, I didn't want to be a boutique city. I didn't want to be Savannah, Georgia, okay? I wanted to be New Orleans, Louisiana. I wanted to use that power of the, of the mighty Mississippi and, of course, our port to, to continue to be, again, be one of the top, uh, uh, you know, uh, ports in, in all the world. I wanted to make, be able to see, again, diversify, diversification of our economy, uh, you know, in, in a post-Katrina world. And we just haven't seen it. It's been a downward spiral. And a lot of it has to do with crime. A lot of it has to do with leadership, a lack of. You know, we had that council right after Katrina, which, again, just did a great job in, in pushing through changes uh, in the, that, that, again, that have paid dividends. Some that have not, but, but changes that have, that have paid dividends for the city. And again, they were forward-thinking individuals who, again, only cared about the city of New Orleans and the resurrection of our great city, you know, and, and had to deal with a corrupt mayor in Ray Nagin. And then, of course, you had Mitch Landry who came in who was groomed for the job, okay? His whole life was groomed to be the mayor of New Orleans. And he, got, and he came in at a time when, again, the federal money was flowing, and all he had to do was, again, have a plan to spend it and spend it quickly and to get us up and running and to do it the right way. You know, rebuild our city from underground up. That's all. Like, again, like, like real cities do. Don't, don't patch things here and there like he was doing. And again, he, he, he did this hodgepodge of patches all over, all over the, the city and ultimately got nothing done. And when, and when the rubber hit the road, when we realized that, again, that the water system was failing, the electrical grid was failing, and we were having so many problems, he bails out and wants to, wants to be able to jump on a presidential ticket somewhere. Give me a break. Dude was groomed for the job. And then we end up with Latoya Cantrell. Come on. Okay? Uh, uh, what, a, what a one-termer uh, as a council member. Who ultimately, again, was was a was a, was a was an organizer, community organizer, who again did a great job as a city council person. She did. She was attentive. She listened to her constituents. I talked to so many people in the city of New Orleans that lived in District B that she was one of the best council members they ever had. But just not up for the job as mayor. You know, I've said this over and over again. You cannot mayor the city of New Orleans, especially in a post-Katrina world. It's not on, it's not an on-the-job learning experience. Okay, it's not one of those things on-the-job training. Okay, you got to know what you're doing. Mitch Landrieu had, had, you know, grew up at, uh, on the knee of his, uh, his, of his father, who was a mayor of the city. He knew what was going on. His family had been in politics for decades. But again, worried about his own legacy going forward. More worried about taking down statues than, again, rebuilding the city. And I don't care where you stand on, on the Lee Monument. You know, the, the, the priority was rebuilding our city. So then Cantrell comes in. The, the money's getting ready to run out. Why? Because there's a time limit on it. FEMA's going to take the money back. So, again, the one thing she does, and, again, it was ridiculous to do it, but she almost had to, she had to start projects all over the city just to save the money. But the problem was she didn't have a plan to come back and complete them. So we have all these projects around the city that are, that are incomplete that, again, that, that have become, uh, again, uh, just a pitfall for anybody that lives in those neighborhoods just to traverse around their neighborhoods. It's frustrating. And then on top of it, crime out of control. For this, again, is a byproduct of, again, post-Katrina New Orleans. And it's gotten worse. And when you, look, when you count down now, again, what, 15, 17 years after Katrina, you start to see, again, some of these kids, they were very, very young. Now they're today's criminals. And, and they're the most heinous criminals we've had in the history of this city. And that's saying a lot for a city that, again, has had a lot of criminal, a lot, a lot of criminal activity in, it, in, in, in its history. Over the weekend, another mass shooting, Okay. This time a retaliatory shoot, a retaliatory shooting. Uh, it's the second time uh, Nairobi Davis, who's a suspect in a double homicide on October the 21st. Okay, um, 
the, the first attempt at street justice for him was what led to a seven-year-old girl being killed in Algiers. They missed. They got her. This time again, they missed. Four women, two men sustained sustained gunshot wounds. Fifty shots were fired into the balcony bar on Magazine Street. Oh, by the way, it's Jazz Fest weekend. Oh, by the way, the international press is here. Another mass shooting in New Orleans on national TV. Now, the DA couldn't put Davis away, okay? He was accused of, again, killing uh, those two um, uh, paver workers that were in that parking lot of that church. Uh, uh, it was in, um, uh, off Chapatulas, right? Uh, and, then, and then, you know, street justice was trying, was trying to get him. Well, okay, they did. He was also arrested for a quadruple murder. Uh, where the grand jury released him. So street justice trying to do what the DA and the criminal justice system couldn't do, get this murderer off the streets. But in the, in, in, in the consequences of it is, these guys can't shoot straight. Again, they're shooting and killing other people, innocent people. Another weekend mass, m- mass shooting, and what the mayor says yesterday in her press conference, crime is trending down. Wait, let me say that again because I, it, my, mind was, my mind exploded when she said it. Crime is trending down. What? We're on the pace to break records in murder, shootings, carjackings. There was a woman on Monday driving again on, on, on the, on, at I-10 and Carrollton Interchange. Minding her own business, 22 years old, Okay. And what happens? There's a rolling gunfight on I-10 at Carrollton, and she gets caught in the crossfire. So the mayor, about the time the mayor was lying to the citizens of New Orleans about saying crime is trending in the right direction, here's this 22-year-old woman that, again, is in the middle of a rolling gunfight on I-10 in Carrollton, just a few blocks away from where, wait, where, 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 where carjackers dragged a woman, okay, attempting to steal her car while she was pumping gas at, at Costco. In broad daylight, about a mile away from the grandmother who was dragged to death, lost her arm in a carjacking in mid-city. But this mayor would have you believe that crime is trending in the right direction. (sighs) Really? I mean, criminals are skewing younger and younger. But yet again, the the mayor's hand-picked leader of the Orleans Parish Juvenile uh, Justice Center, Kushan Webster, now we find out because of investigative reports from, from, again, the investigative reporters in this town, thank God we have them, that he's taking more time off than, than, than on the job, okay? And that his so-called leadership led to conditions that were worsened. At the, the, that's even possible, that facility. That facility, uh, again, in, in, in terms of the disconnect between, again, trying to save juveniles from a life of crime instead of, again, turning them out into, again, criminals with a Ph.D., that legacy has been long and historic, especially in a post-Katrina world. And this guy comes in and ends up taking off more time than, than he is on, and, and now again he turns in his resignation yesterday. Now, again, the only reason that happened is because the news media broke this. The news media put that out about him. If they, if they don't come and tell the story about him and his ineptness in, 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 in being the head of the of the of the, of the um, juvenile justice center, we would never have known about it. And now, from what we understand, he is in line for another position within the Cantrell administration. Are you kidding me? So the guy can't do the job you appointed him to do, so now you're going to move him to another job within your administration? 
Talk about changing the trails on the deck on the, on the Titanic. My God. We got a progressive DA. And I told you guys about this when he was election. First of all, again, he's a defense attorney. He's been defending thugs and criminals his whole career. He's the guy that gets the, 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 the murder and the carjacker off. Everybody's entitled to representation. It's part of the Constitution. I get it. But he says he's not going to try juveniles as adults. He allows murderers like Davis to roam the city, the city streets, right? And now we have a progressive jailer who was, who was sworn in yesterday, Susan Hudson, okay, who, again, doesn't believe in incarceration. Look, this is mind-blowing stuff here. Now, public opinion, public outrage has pushed the DA that he has to be able to try juveniles as adults. So, again, that campaign promise went out the window. We'll see what happens with, again, uh, Susan Hudson, the, the criminal sheriff now, on, again, how she feels about incarceration going forward. The jailer doesn't believe in incarceration. She got elected. Again, mind-blowing. The city council's stepping up, right? Okay? They're stepping up to fight crime. I said this last week. I've, I, I can finally say I'm impressed with the city council. It took a while. I wanted to see what they were going to do. But, again, they, they, they look like, again, that they're becoming an independent body, and they're going to press this mayor and push this mayor. If the mayor's not going to lead, they're going to lead. I give them kudos. But let me just say this again because I'm not letting it go. Okay, so they're, they're going to step up and fight crime. They're going to they're going to they're going to have the they're going to stand in and, and lead in, with the infect in, in the ineffectiveness of Mayor Cantrell, but they got alternative motives. I mean, J.P. Morrell, Helena Moreno are going to run for mayor. They're going to run for mayor when, when when the seat comes up, but neither one of them had the guts to stand up and run against Latoya Cantrell. Neither one. They can make all the excuses they want about their personal life. Okay, it, it is what it is. Okay. But, again, if you can, you can do that from your bully pulpit and you can leave from your bully pulpit as a council member, you could do it as mayor. And you could have saved this city a lot of grief. Again, Oliver Thomas, a convicted criminal who, again, is, is leading the New Orleans East. You can best believe when it's all said and done, he'll be running too. Okay? But none of these individuals wanted to step up. None of them had the guts to run against her to save the city from the wrath of Cantrell. So Cantrell was in her second term. And now, and now is at the point where... She's doing nothing. Photo ops, political junkets, cutting ribbons. And I can tell you another thing she's trying to do. Get her name on as many plaques as possible before her, her term ends in three years. Man, I mean, it's frustrating. 911 doesn't answer. NOPD can take hours to days to respond to an emergency. Meanwhile, just across the, the 17th Street Canal, just across the Mississippi River, okay, in Jefferson Parish, the JPSO gets there in four minutes. 911 answers emergency calls. Jefferson Parish judges and juries convict criminals and, again, put them in jail. In Orleans, completely different. In Orleans, the mayor is oblivious to crime, okay? She ignores the fact that the facts that are right in front of her, and she has no plan to be able to, again, stop the violence. When you stand in front of a microphone after a mass shooting on Magazine Street on, with six people uh, are shot, when, again, you're looking at all the trends where the trends are telling us, Metropolitan Crime Commission is putting these trends out weekly, and they're all pointing up, okay? Every one of them pointing up. When you tell us, again, that, again, that, that the, the, the trends are, are moving in the right direction and, and all they're going up, crime is getting worse, she has no plan. The police force over the last few months have lost multiple commanders, Okay, you want to talk about, oh, the police force sucks. They're, you know, they're horrible, bad. Well, let's face it. The, the, the top brass in the police force are moving on to other cities' departments. 
You got an NOPD now with a thousand cops, and continue to lose cops on a weekly basis. Okay, this has not stopped. The bleeding has the bleeding has not stopped, and she has no answer on how to stop the bleeding. She seems to be right at home when it comes to mass shootings, when it comes to murders, carjackings, armed robberies. I mean, crime is in control, out of control in every neighborhood in our city, and we've never seen that in our lifetime. Never seen it in our lifetime, okay? There have been other neighborhoods, again, where you knew where it was a criminal activity. In a lot of cases, you tried to stay out of those neighborhoods. If you lived in those neighborhoods, we prayed for you, right? Okay? But not, not every single neighborhood in the city where, again, you could be targeted for, 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 uh, to be a victim of crime. Under her watch, we become more dangerous than her hometown of Compton, California. Think about that. Let that sink in for a minute. Maybe that's why she's immune to, immune to the violence that she grew up in. We didn't. We're not immune. We're not used to having this type of violence in our city. Okay? She has no plan to curtail the violence. Instead, she uses lies and political rhetoric to talk around it. Ladies and gentlemen, I see this. With all the emotion, okay, that I can muster, I weep for my city. You know, when I talk about my city over the weekend with friends and we're discussing things, you know, simple thing like I used to park in the neighborhood over at Jazz Fest in the neighborhood, right? I pull up my car, park there. I parked there for 30 years I parked uh, and we just walked to Jazz Fest. I don't do it anymore. I pay to park. In, in a gated parking lot. Why? Because I don't want to come back and have my car broken into. I don't want to be dragging back from the jazz fest and get, and get shot or robbed. I don't have somebody stealing my vehicle. But I never worried about that before. But I worry about it now. It's top of mind. It's top of mind. I weep for my city. I hurt for my city. I love my city. I just wish the mayor did. Just wish the mayor did. Can't talk around it. Can't ignore it. Can't 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 tell people that that, that crime is trending down. Okay, or you like the way it's trending? When we all again, we have the facts. We have the statistics, and we all know in this city now, it's unfortunate that we all could be a victim anytime, anywhere. And it's not like that in other American cities. And it's not like that again when you just cross into the suburbs and the exurbs of of, of this. Of, of this uh, this metropolitan area. Yes, there's crime in those areas. But again, there are juries that put those criminals away. There are judges that put those criminals away. There are police uh, departments that, again, that, that answer the call and are there within five minutes. There are 911 operators that answer the call. DAs that put criminals in jail. There's a disconnect in Orleans right now. And we all love this city. I don't care where you live. You're a New Orleanian. You know you are. You say it when you go to Disney World, when you go out, when, when you're, you're going across country, wherever you are. If you're in Europe, where are you from? New Orleans. And you're proud of it because people love New Orleans. They love the vibe. They love our citizens. They love who we are. But my gosh, we're losing our city. And when I, when I see this pompous attitude on, 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 the, on the television screen to look right at the cameras and to tell the people of the city of New Orleans and the metropolitan area that crime is trending in the right direction? You're just lying to us. And you have no intentions or, again, no wherewithal to be able to make it stop. No plan. Nothing. We just got to sit here for three more years and, and hope we can tread water so that we get some real leadership in this town to be able to try to change things. And that's frustrating because we were on an upward trajectory for a while there. You know, individuals going into neighborhoods that we never would have gone in before Katrina, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, buying up houses, rebuilding again. You could talk, you could talk about gentrification all you want. Again, there was a push to be able to rebuild this city. 
lot of those people are moving on now. A lot of those people have said, you know what, I can't keep looking over my shoulder. I'm done. Lady said it the other day. I can't live here anymore. If I got to worry about again my children, I got to worry about again going worried about putting the trash out at night or bringing the, the groceries in. And, and when, when I when I come home and I keep looking on my shoulder, it, it's not worth it anymore. And that's sad because I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people who love this city and wanted to spend the rest of my life in that city. Who spent two thirds of my life living in the city of New Orleans, and I got to the point where I just couldn't anymore. Those that have the wherewithal to leave will. It's because of the lack of leadership. It's because the 28% of the people who showed up to vote and voted these clowns back in. We reap what we sow. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. Again, they're there for you. They're on call. doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. ACPromise.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Need to hire? Need Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates in one place. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling on the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway with delays steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Look out for delays along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And on the westbound side of the West Bank, West Bank Expressway, delays are steady from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays that are solid on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Also be mindful of delays that are solid on 10 eastbound right at the west end. Also in the meantime, delays are solid on 10 westbound from Orleans to just before the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And also look out for accidents, Chapatulas at Melfamine and also Tulane at South Claiborne. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Don't forget about Southern Tire, family-owned by the Piazza family since 1972. One-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. Folks, I'm telling you, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, something that will fit everyone's budget. I promise you, again, they're not hard-selling you. They'll let you make your choice. They'll give you all the specifications, everything you need in the information to make it a good decision. But, again, it's on you and what type of tires you want, how much you want to spend. Wheels and tires of the 30 inches, financing is all also available for you. They can repair your, your, your damaged rims, make them good as new. Why throw them away? Uh, again, when they can repair them for you, Southern Tire. And then when it comes to, again, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership and also, again, ASE certified technicians, same as the dealership, man, there's a reason why generations of New Orleanians have trusted Southern Tire with their vehicle. Again, the mechanic shop, 
the second to none. Uh, Tony P Tony Piazza Sr., Tony Piazza Jr. there on, on site along with his uh, Tony's uh, Tony Sr.'s wife and, of course, his daughter. Truly a family-owned and operated business. Looking for a company you can trust with your vehicle, whether it's a fleet account or your own personal account? It's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com to find out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Ralph called in. Jeff Duncan comes on after Ralph. Ralph, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'll tell you what, Eric, uh, I'm right there with you on all this frustration. Uh, I'm going to go as far as to say it's history repeats itself once again. Why do we keep having the same issues the past 20, 30 years now, Eric? Right. It's the it's same. frustrating, Ralph. Every it really is. You elect somebody, you got a problem with the, you got a problem with the, the uh, police department, you got a problem with the utilities. Every single mayor we've gone through, as long as I've been alive, and it's probably as long as you've been mm -hmm. alive as well. Mm-hmm. Been very frustrating, and again, 
we had an opportunity of a lifetime after Katrina with the federal money that was flowing in here to change things, and we didn't do it. The easiest thing was to do, rebuild it a block at a time. When you run out of the money, go back and try to get more, but don't, again, hodgepodge it like we did, piecemeal it like we did. And then, of course, you know, the criminal justice system has been broken for a long time, and, and then you see the byproduct of that. Uh, the consent decree, they could talk all they want about the consent decree, what it did in other cities. What it did in this city, in a lot of cases, was run cops off. Again, I did, in, in the time that consent decree has been here, we have not seen any any downward spiral in crime. Uh, you can say maybe again the the police are more, more uh, it's more of a constitutional uh, a better when it comes to constitutional policing. But again, the, the the cops in a lot of cases have become basically report writers and and, and aggre- again aggressive peri- policing. Uh, again, uh, is 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 not something we see here in terms of, again trying to fight crime before before it gets out of control and. It's been Ralph. It's been too long, man, and it's frustrating. I I can't do this every day. I can't talk about the city every day because I said this before. It, it, again, for my health purposes, right? Because I get so frustrated by it. But my gosh, again, we've never had this situation where every neighborhood in the city you got to look over your shoulder, and we're doing it now. I think I think in the nineties we did, Eric. And then there was a police chief by the name of Richard Pennington that came along and, and ended that. Yeah, but, they, but a lot of that stuff was in the housing projects, and it was drug-related, okay? We didn't have a lot of situations where— Eric, you spread all those people out. You rebuilt the housing Yeah, No, that's, that's the truth. The there, there were good intentions there, though, because let's face it. The housing projects were, were, were broken down, and again, they were, they were uninhabitable, okay? Uh, the intentions were, were good, but unfortunately, the people that, that, that again, that, that moved into these neighborhoods, obviously the criminal activity continued. It's frustrating, man. Never-ending cycle. Yep, it is. It is. Unless they unless they want to want to end it. Well, you got to have leadership, and we don't have it. And we haven't had it, and that's the problem. We've got to have somebody that, again, is laser-focused only on being, again, the mayor of the city of New Orleans, and that's it. Not worried about being the next president, the next governor, only wants to be the mayor of New Orleans. And that's the only way this is that you have people that are concentrating only on what's happening right now to change things here in the city. That and Very money. frustrating. That Ralph, thanks answer. for the phone call, my man. Certainly appreciate it. Yeah, just frustrating, man. That's why I do more sports. Just is what it is. Okay, it's it's can't keep beating your head against a rock, and that's basically how how I how I felt when I was talking more politics, just with and, and the state of our city. And I love our city. The, the guy that's coming on right now was from Louisville, Kentucky, and of course he came to Orleans, fell in love with it, and and again considers himself a New Orleanian. I tell him all the time, you may not be New Orleans born, but you're New Orleans certified. He's a New Orleanian. Loves everything about this city. Jeff Duncan joins us on the program. Jeff, how are you? Eric, let me correct you real quick. I, I'm not sure I love the potholes, but I love everything else <laughs> about the city. I know you do. I mean, again, you love you love everything about this city, man. But it gets frustrating, man. Frustrating for all of us to have to look over our shoulder. I mean, that, the, that mass shooting at the balcony, that's right in the middle of, the, of, of um, Magazine Street. I mean, that's right down the block from Tracy's. I mean, I mean... You know, that, that could be anywhere in New Orleans, okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be the balcony bar. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, the unfortunate thing is uh, it was a target, targeted hit, and the guy that was being targeted probably should be in jail by all accounts. Exactly. That, that's really the problem. That's the big problem, no doubt. And, and, and I think, it, again, it affects everybody. And look, right now. Look, we're rolling, okay? we got two great, uh, two really good sports teams that, that, again, look like they're on an upper trajectory. We just got finished with, again, another major sporting event that where we hit it out the park. Uh, and, 
you know, again, uh, we, at some point, uh, we're going to kill the goose that, 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 with the golden egg here because people are going to quit coming to the city because it, 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 is, it is too dangerous. And, and that, that's, that, that takes leadership to turn that around. We just don't have it right now. Well, I worry even more about losing uh, people within our city that already moved here and then sure. elected to, to try and, you know, make, make a home here and then get run off by the uh, crime. And, and it's, there's been a number of people I know that have left in the last year citing that as one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons. Right. And I know more leaving because of it. So it's, it's right. definitely not a good trend. You're looking at one. You're, you're talking to one right now, okay? Loved where I lived in Mid-City. Planned on living in, in, in the city for the rest of my life. I grew up there. I spent two-thirds of my life there. Wanted to finish living there. And I just got to the point where my wife turned to me one day and said, I do not feel safe. I, I do not feel safe coming back and forth from the car. It was time to find another place to go. We didn't move to Nashville with my daughter. We moved to Jefferson Parish, okay? And... A lot of people uh, just feel the, feel at this point that you know they got to get out, and I'm just hoping that we can we can we can change this trend. Okay, we can change this trend and change it quickly. Well, we need need strong leadership, and and I yep. think it goes beyond, uh, frankly, just the mayor. I mean, I've lived here for 22 years, and every mayor's had issues with this. I think it's a systemic, mm-hmm. societal thing that starts well beyond uh, law enforcement, and it's too complicated. For just one person to fix, it's it's something that's going to take generations. Unfortunately, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, and it took us generations to get here for sure. Let's shift gears and talk about something pleasant. First of all, um, hey, how did you think the Saints did in the draft? Did you do you like what they did in terms of their picks? Do you like how they they, they maneuvered around the draft? Well, you know, I think they definitely addressed the, the two biggest needs they had. Uh, I think we all agree that they had to have a left tackle in this draft. Uh, we'll see how Trevor Pinning works out. Certainly comes with great scouting reports and a lot of glowing reviews. Same with Chris Olave. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a crapshoot, Eric. We'll find out, I think, in three years how they did. They gave up a lot to move up to get Chris Olave, a lot. Uh, so I think the referendum on this draft will be a few years down the road when we see how he pans out, and not only how he pans out, but how the rest of the receivers in that first round where, uh, you know, you could have maybe waited, sat, stood still, and maybe got another receiver uh, that may end up having a career as good as Chris Lava. We're going to find out in, in time. It's my only criticism, Jeff, okay? I don't think it's sustainable what they're doing. You can't take five picks to go get a, a wide receiver. That's, you do that for a quarterback. You can't, you can't be devoid of picks in, in the second, third, and fourth rounds where, again, the meat of is where again where you're picking up guys we're gonna, we're gonna be looking back at this draft and going that guy's a pro bowler that guy's a pro bowler that guy's a starter that's where again you build your team that second to fourth round in a lot of cases you can't be doing that on a consistent basis i understand you're trying to fill certain holes and you like certain players i mean even the second round pick taylor i mean again most people thought him as a fourth round pick i get it they liked him they didn't have a, a, a third a third or fourth round pick, and they went for him. And maybe the kid turns out to be an incredible player. But, again, he's the 49th player picked in the draft, and he wasn't projected as the 49th player picked in the draft. So, I mean, at some point, I guess you can stay true to your board, and maybe you feel like, again, you can use your picks to be able to go up and get people, get get draft choices, but he can come back to bite you in the long run. Well, yeah, there's a cause and effect to every move you make. And and the, the, you know, effect of – trading up to get 
Chris Olave left them with Barron in the middle rounds. And I think when you have a talent evaluator as shrewd as as Jeff Ireland, I think you want as mm-hmm. many picks as you can. I mean, this is a guy that's proven uh, over time that he can find quality players. I mean, just look at the middle round players he's found. Guys like Trey Hendrickson and David Onyemata, um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I mean, we could just keep going down the list. These are quality starting players in the middle round. Mm-hmm. And you just gave up a bunch of those to go get one player. Uh, it, what it really tells me is they are completely in win-now mode, and uh, they're not worried about the future. They're, they're going all yep. in right I, now. Yep, I agree with that. The signing of Teran Matthew, again, I think is one of the, was a really good signing on so many levels because of the leadership. I still think he's got something left in the tank. Uh, and, and, and look, it's a good fit for the people of the city, okay? They're, they're going to rally behind a guy like, like Tyran Matthew as well, the fan base. What were your thoughts on the signing? No, I loved it uh, for all the reasons you brought up. I mean, look, they end up getting Tyran Matthew and Marcus May for less than what Baltimore is paying Marcus Williams. And I personally believe that Tyran Matthew is a better player than Marcus Williams. So, so I think why? the way they've worked the cap and the way they've uh, maneuvered in that area, I think they've upgraded. And um, I, I think he's going to be a tremendous leader. He'll do a lot of the things that Mar- Malcolm Jenkins was doing for that secondary. Be that veteran presence, a guy who's mm-hmm. been through so much on and off the field. He's won a Super Bowl. I mean, there's just so many quality uh, characteristics of, of this signing. And I, I, look, I thought they should have signed Tyrant Matthew or drafted him back when he came out of LSU. I mean, he, he's yes. still one of the best college football players I've ever covered. And mm-hmm. uh, he's gone on to transfer that quality play to the NFL. Uh, so I'm totally on board with this signing. Uh, as am I, and I, th- I agree with you. The combination of those two guys, P.J. Williams, I think the secondary now is, is the strength of this team. I think you look at the corners, you look at, again, the, the, the depth uh, across the board. Uh, again, that's one area that if you had some injuries, you could overcome it. There's no doubt in my mind at, at this point. With that said, I still think they need to add a veteran wide receiver, and now I still think and since they didn't do one in the, and get one in the in the in the draft, I think they still need to add a, add a veteran running back. Would you agree with those positions? Or do you have any other positions? Maybe you think that they need to to either add another starter or again quality backups. I mean, I could see them adding either one of those, but I don't think it's imperative. I mean, I think they're in pretty good shape right now. Um, I, I would say, you, know, you mentioned the secondary. I, I think the defensive line is also. Uh, a strength. I think between those two, who's better? I mean, they're both. I mean, the Saints have they have ten defensive linemen that can start. I mean, they're they've got an incredible amount of depth there, and uh, that's good position to have it at. But I do think uh, they will continue to kind of uh, be judicious in who they target to maybe come in and fill a role. But you know, a guy like Jarvis Landry, who they've had a lot of interest in and a lot of conversations mm-hmm. with. I think would still be a a viable uh, possibility as to why to come down in his asking price. I mean, he's a different kind of receiver than Chris Olave, so they're they're different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, skill sets. But will he, is he willing to come here in right. that role uh, when he may have other suitors? 
Right. Well, I, the, the last I'd heard, and maybe this look, this could be old news as of today, right? Uh, Cleveland and New Orleans were his last were, were, the, were the two choices he had. Obviously, he's got a house in Cleveland. I looked it up yesterday. He's got two young children. They're not quite school age yet. His daughter's getting ready to go to go to uh, kindergarten. His son is still like in, in you know in nursery school. So it's not like you're pulling your kids out of school and bringing them here. Uh, you know, it's a matter of again, do you want to come home or you not want to home come home? Is Cleveland your new home at that point, and you want to finish out your career there? That's you know that that's your choice at that point. Hopefully, again, he'd like to come home because I think he can add a lot to this wide receiving core. And I still think they need a running back simply because, number one, you've got an aging Mark Ingram, and number two, we don't know if Kamara's going to have to serve a suspension this season. Yeah, and I think, I think the fact that they haven't brought in a running back may, may indicate they know something we don't know. Uh, you know, that, that's something that you have to take into consideration as well. Is sure. Maybe they're getting some kind of intel that, that this thing could be pushed back a ways and – Right. They can address running back at a later date. Well, well, again, it's already pushed back to August 1st. The attorneys that have been that have at least commented on it believe they're going to get another continuance. They could push them maybe toward the end of the season. So we'll see how that plays out. Let's talk about the Pels and, and, and again, the turnaround there. And, Jeff, I'd just like to get your take on your thoughts on the season. And, and, then, and then what do you – when you're looking forward to, this, to the off season, what do they have to do to get better? Well, I think, you know – the way the season started and then the way it ended, the difference, uh, I mean, they were just polar opposites. I mean, it may have been one of the best sub-500 seasons I've ever seen, <laughs> Eric. I mean, they were, you would think the team was 10 games over 500. Well, there's no kidding, huh? <laughs> That's no kidding. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they really, I think, were a different team toward the end of the year, and that was clear. Once they made that trade for C.J. McCollum, he started to fit in and figure out how to play with Brandon Ingram. Uh, they became a force. And they were obviously not an easy out for the winningest team in the entire NBA. Uh, pushed them very hard. I think very, com- very competitive. So I was really impressed. I think everybody was encouraged, not only with with the success in terms of wins and losses, but just the playing style. People have embraced this team because they're fun to watch. They clearly like each other. They play together. Uh, and there's a lot of personalities on this team that are, uh, you know, embraceable. Uh, you know, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, you know, players that people can like, even if they're just role players, they don't have to be stars. Uh, I think that's made this team so popular with the fan base, certainly more than at any time I've covered the team. Uh, I just can't remember, uh, I, you know, people in restaurants coming up to me out in the community, uh, at the park, asking about the Pels, talking about the Pels that normally wouldn't. I think that's a they've crossed some kind of threshold in the in the general population that I think is a very positive sign. Something they've been striving for as an organization for a long time, and I, I think they've really got an opportunity now with Zion Williamson coming back mm-hmm. to take this thing to a completely different level, and that'll be fun to watch. Missing pieces on this team are there? I mean, if you if you're sitting down with David Griffin, what do they need? Well, if I'm them, I, I take the the Lakers pick, whatever pick. It ends up being, unless it's you know the number one pick maybe or the number or top three pick, I'd take that and package it with uh, Devontae Graham, who clearly has lost his role on the team now uh, with the emergence of Alvarado and the return of of Kyra Lewis and C.J. McCollum coming in. I mean, it's just a different roster than what he joined. Uh, I think you move Devontae Graham in a deal. Maybe you have to attach something else to it to make the deal work, uh, but use that as a trade piece because I don't think any rookie that comes in right now is really going to be the right fit for this roster. I think you'd be better off finding 
a veteran player. Uh, and what you want is a, a wing shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, what perimeter shooting that team, this team, it showed in the playoffs. Uh, they they do not have adequate perimeter shooting to combine with the mid-range game of Brandon Ingram and, and C.J. McCollum. And I think that's easily acquirable with, with the assets they have. Jeff, who are you like in the Derby this weekend? I've got to go with the Louisiana Derby champion, Epicenter. Uh, maybe I'm biased, but I think this is Steve Asmussen's best chance to finally win the Kentucky Derby. Uh, he's all-time winning as trainer and horse thoroughbred horse race history. Uh, and it would be great to be the first Louisiana Derby champion to win the Derby since Grindstone all the way back in 1996. It's been too long of a drought. Yeah. And I think this is the best chance we've had to see that happen. Hopefully we can see that for sure. Jeff, as always, a pleasure, my friend. Uh, thanks for joining us. Of course, tell us what you got coming up at NOLA.com. Well, we'll have a, a roundtable in, in the paper later this week, kind of an assessment of the where the Saints stand after training camp and heading into the offseason. And I'll have a big Kentucky Derby package, so your timing was good on that question. With yeah. all the local handicapping experts, uh, we've got some incredible uh, horse racing handicapping experts here. Uh, yeah. picking, picking the Derby. So it should be a fun read for people that want to watch the race on Saturday. Thanks, my friend, for joining us today. Always appreciate your time. Look forward to having you back on the show soon. And good luck with your pick on the Derby this weekend. Yeah, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Take care. At Jeff, at Jeff underscore Duncan on Twitter. And, of course, don't forget he's a contributor to Fox 8 Sports as well. All right, folks, don't forget about the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festivals the last four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday is Locals Day. You get down, get your tickets, get 50-buck tickets if you're a Louisiana resident. So, again, uh, opportunity to get there and get uh, enjoy the Jazz Fest at a reduced price. And then, of course, uh, again, some uh, Stevie Nicks is going to be there this weekend. Luke Combs is going to be there. Willie Nelson, Erica Badu, Jimmy Buffett, uh, the Black Crows, uh, Trombone Shorty, Nora, Nora Jones is going to be there. Also, Cool in the Gang, uh, um, Cool in the Gang, as well as um, uh, Irma Thomas, the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, uh, as well as the Hot Body Brass Band, and so much more. The fantastic food, of course, again, the, the, the great arts and crafts, and the music that's out of sight, and then the ambiance of Jazz Fest. Four more days. It's the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, uh, again, presented by Shell. Get your tickets now to the Jazz Fest. Uh, folks, don't forget also about my friend over at Dave Miet Insurance. Uh, again, if you're in the market for insurance, and look, especially with hurricane season right around the corner, it's, it's time for an insurance checkup. Make sure you have sufficient coverage for the hurricane season. If you're looking for a company that has your back when it comes to your insurance needs, call, click, or come in today at Dave Miet Insurance. That's D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-Z.com. Or give them a call at 504-556-0809. You want to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Here's the deal. I've had constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating for years. I've tried a lot of laxatives and fiber supplements, but my symptoms keep coming back. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Festival season is almost in full swing. Don't get swept away before getting tickets to the 2022 Mid-City Bayou Boogaloo. Snag early pricing instead of right at the gate at thebayouboogaloo.com and view the full lineup featuring Chapel Heart, Sonny Landreth and the Me Show Melody Makers and many more. For early pricing, get your tickets today at thebayouboogaloo.com. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. When you get home, you need help, they're there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. I want to thank our guest today, of course, uh, Jeff Duncan of uh, Noel.com and the Times-Picayune. Uh, also, I like to sell the bird rights. Thank Rudy back at studio. 
Also want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the program. Whether you're listening on the Anchor app, listen on 106.1 FM or one of our digital platforms, thanks for listening to the program. Thanks also for supporting our sponsors. For more on our sponsors, go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. Please continue to support those sponsors. The podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program. And don't forget, Sean Vazan joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. So uh, there's that. Looking forward to tomorrow's show. Sean Vazan will join us on the program on Celebrity Chef Scott Craig as we get a little bit closer to, again, the weekend of Jazz Fest. Enjoy your evening, New Orleans. My name is Eric Asher. Got Tulane UNO baseball coming up. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog kitchen to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Picayune, Mississippi, New Orleans.